Hey guys, the show is about ready to start, but really quick, I wanted to grab your attention, tell you to have a pencil and paper ready. I have some very important information you're going to want to stick around for after the show regarding updated contact information, websites, and more. Everything's changed. Holy cow. What do I mean? Everything's ready to start. I gotta run. Stick around after the show and I'll get you filled in. Welcome to this podcast. Get ready. Here we go. GOST Radio proudly presents Random Illusions, the podcast where the occult community goes for its listening pleasure. I'm your host, Shasta Ray. Grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, or grab a glass of wine at the end of a long day if that's what you want to do. Kick back, settle in, and hang out with me for just a little bit while we chat it up about magic. Good evening, and welcome to a very special episode of Random Illusions. I am your host, Shasta Ray, and we are joined in the studio by some new fresh faces. We've got Allison Chikoski, and we have Corey Childs and Aster Grimm. And I didn't know Corey or Aster until just today. Allison suggested we bring them in. I've been checking out their website, and we are here to talk about supporting all the crafters and artists in the occult and magic communities so that everyone during the holiday season can say, hey, yeah, you know, I've got this on my wish list, or maybe you know others that would like something like this. Let's support each other's crafting and let's support each other's art. So everyone say hi. Hello hi there. there. Wee. <laughs> hi. <laughs> so how is everybody today? Are you off to a good start on your weekend? We're recording this on a Saturday, by the way. Yeah, this is the uh, first of two interviews I have today. So uh, it's like doing it. popular girl going on. So you know what? I've been teasing poor Allison for quite a while about being on the podcast and I haven't scheduled her till now. And it's like, you know, we're coming up with the holiday season and gift giving. We're going to be focusing on all different aspects of gift giving next month. So let's focus on one of the most amazing, amazing crafters out there. Finally, Allison, you put out some really amazing pentacles and jewelry, and you just wrote a book. So let's talk about a little bit of what you want everyone to know about. What What do you got to offer on your websites and stuff that they can't live without? Uh, yes. Uh, so I'm Allison Chikoski, uh, the uh, founder of Practical Occult. We sell powerful treasures for discerning individuals. And I, I'm here to make magic accessible for people, especially people that can't do it themselves or just never picked up that skill. Right. And what what's uh, just kind of a quick history? Everyone has their own history, how they started practicing I myself started one way and I'm doing a podcast on occult magic. So we all kind of dabble. Where did you start off and where are you now? And do you care to talk just a little bit about what you practice? Well, uh, what I'm practicing for um, my profession is thaumaturgy. So wonder working, magic that gets practical results in the real world, as opposed to magic that, you know, makes internal change or, or things like that. Uh, nice. I know. Uh, I know a lot of people focus on that. I've uh, I've really always been spooky, and in about 
2016 or so, I picked up the type of grimoire magic that I'm doing professionally now, which is magic that came out of uh, old books nice. uh, or old texts. Uh, and and some of the magic that I do professionally is uh, very old. So I have, I have magic from late antiquity. And I also have things from uh, like the Renaissance period uh, based on those books. Wow. And it sounds like you've done quite a bit of research to get to where you are, especially with your crafting. Uh, I, yeah. And uh, and one of the things that's great about my job is that I get to continually research and I browse online museums looking at artifacts that I might want to be able to reproduce. Um, I read wow. texts. And and in fact, uh, I just collaborated with Corey Childs, who's, who's here on the, the call today, on um, a little monograph from Hadean Press, where he uh, he translated the spell from late antiquity, uh, and and I provide commentary on the spell and some instructions on how to do it. Wow, wow! See, and you know, Tim and I are always telling people: always keep learning, always keep trying to find new answers, find new stuff. You may get really in a groove practicing something and you may miss out on a lot of awesome stuff out there that may really grab you. So this is so cool. And, you know, some of this older grimoires and stuff can get really fascinating. I feel like some of it's almost encrypted and good for you for digging into this. I love hearing this. So how do you guys know each other first off? And then how did you get involved in Allison's translation? And then finally, what do you guys do? So I, um, I, I think Allison and I met about a, a year and a half ago. Really, that's when we really started interacting with each other. I, I have a, a, a real strong interest in, um, I guess the the older texts, like um, uh, cosmogony, is kind of my thing. Um, text about the you know the birth of the universe, and uh, she was also on the same track. We we were both very interested in Genesis 1 and and a few other things. But but yes, um we both had an interest in um a scholarly approach to antiquity. Uh we we found important things in antiquity. And and when you think of cosmogony, you think of of chaos and order. We think of like the elements being born like at the beginning here and and there there was something we really related to when we first started interacting. It was at the Astromagia conference last year, I believe. I think that's when we really started uh, hitting it off here. And after that, I ended up writing a ton, a ton of music <laughs> for for her her works here. We ended up like meeting in a, in, a, in a middle that was that was really helpful. That's kind of um, how Tim and I met. You meet people in the community. And you jive. And then when you meet those people, you can start working on projects together. And it, it's always one of those things where it just kind of comes together and it happens, you know. So, yeah, I mean, there was there were there were mutual skill sets that really came together. Um, I'd say that's, that's the best way to mutual put it interests there. and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I, I think a mutual vision towards um, the future of the occult and esoteric uh, community. Mm -hmm. uh, nice. I think that was a huge thing there, too. Now, which. You do music and Aster, do you do art or how, which does each of you do? Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Um, so Corey mainly does uh, poetry and music. I do visual art. I would say overall, 
I kind of just kind of consider myself a, a spiritual communicator of sorts. That's really my background. You know, I try to channel that into my artwork, um, but also I do divination. I read runes, I read cards, um, and I like to do a lot of work regarding like the, the identity of the practitioner in regards to the divine, how communication links between us and the divine, how all of that kind of works together. So a lot of research, a lot of visual art, things like that. You've got some real, is all the art that's on the um, website yours? Yes. yes, It's very, it's very affordable too. So I'm always really big on supporting artists because you can go to Walmart, you can go to Target, you can go to Joann's and you can get mass produced art. Everyone's got it. You're going to see it in other houses and stuff. You find an individual that's doing art that you can afford. You support that person. (laughs) That's how I am. You're going to have a one of a kind thing. And then in the magic community, support other magic people doing art. You're going to come up with some amazing stuff to hang up or place around your home or in your room or somewhere special or give as a gift, you know? So. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, there's the prints. Um, We also both do custom work. So something kind of there for everybody in that sense. Right. Where, where is everybody located? Generally speaking, we're all kind of spread out because I'm in Colorado and Allison, where are you at? I'm in Delaware, which is uh, East Coast. Oh, okay. And where are you guys? Uh, we have just moved to uh, Pennsylvania. Wow. Everyone um, is so spread out. And that's the beauty mm-hmm. of like some of these Facebook groups and Zoom is just being able to connect with other people this way. The giant dog has joined us today, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> oh, We're blessed. Gosh. Let's get back to Allison. Allison, what is the name of your book? We're going to put links to this. and. What is your website and what all can people find with all of your beautiful things that you craft? Uh, yes. So the monograph I, I just uh, put out is from Hadian Press. And the title is The Secrets of Helios, Unlocking the Practical Uses of PGM 4, 1596 to 1715. Wow. And uh, my website is practicalocult.com. Also, when folks go there... I've set up a resource section for people who want to do this spell, um, including uh, Corey's translation. So uh, folks uh, can just go there and check it out. Additionally, Corey did some uh, music for the spell and did some pronunciation guides. So if folks want to listen to a magic spell being recited, they can go go listen to that. Oh, wow. How amazing. And I have seen a little bit of your pentacle work and you come up with bracelets and all sorts of stuff. You also have your work on, you have a um, Facebook page too, right? Uh, Yeah, I have a a Facebook business page as well that connects to my store. Yeah, we're going to link all of that down in the show notes as well as she will have a spot on the friends page on randomillusions.com as well as Corey and Aster. So what else do you want to tell me about your music? How did you get into more of the spiritual magical type music and stuff it's really awesome and would you be interested would you like to have a spot on the podcast where you just have a song list oh i would love that i would adore that let's work let's put that together because i've got some space and then it i love putting people's stuff out there so we could just do a big playlist and then people can enjoy your music too oh that's that's amazing 
So, yeah, um, I, I have I, I have kind of a strange background. Um, you know, I, I taught myself ancient Greek and a bit of biblical Hebrew, but I went to uh, school uh, for music composition. I'm a classically trained composer. And, nice. you know, it was a hard thing to kind of try to bring together. But once I started exploring like because music music is already a spiritual activity inherent it is like it's such an intense thing to go through and to just kind of bridge the gaps like i one of my favorite um one of my favorite uh, i guess quote unquote authors is orpheus i love orphic texts that's my main um my main focus as far as translation is concerned and everything that is written in the Orphic Corpus has contributed to my approach to music making. There's the celebration of the divine, the channeling of the general creation. Like just uh, basically I was, I was brought to creating music and poetry and celebration of the divine. The divine brought me to it. And uh, it, it's just there, there's so much to to share, and there's something about an, an almost orgiastic approach to expression that I think really, really celebrates being. The reason I love Orpheus so much as a, a, a source is because Orpheus, or, or whoever wrote under his name, seemed to be especially concerned with channeling, really, uh, those original like creative forces, like the things that set the cosmos in motion. And not only is it important for me, like through my life to channel those and to engage with those, but it's very important, actually like penultimately important for me to share that with others. I think it's really fascinating. You're saying this because Tim and I put, well, every year we do what we call Ouija October. So this year, instead of just putting a hard focus on Ouija boards, we did a focus on channeling. And it's not necessarily what people think. It's not necessarily, oh, I'm going to be a medium. I'm going to channel my great aunt Fanny. You can channel the divine and it can come out the other end as reading cards, reading runes, Ouija board, singing, playing an instrument, poetry art. There's all kinds of ways to channel divine energies. And that's another great example is what you're doing. Yeah. I think, and um, it doesn't have to be a scary, spooky, evil thing. You know, it can be a very positive divine thing. Uh, it is fun what it is though, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it's not just a divination though. Divination is, is a, is a beautiful, wonderful thing. Like just the act of being filled with these creative energies like um and you don't even need to be an artist in order to to be fueled by mm -hmm. this stuff like i think that it's it's an important thing like like just the the channeling is not just for the diviners like it's it's also for those who are just going about living their lives and and trying to do it connecting to the other side to channel that energy to channel that positivity or the creativity or the inspiration. There's all different ways to perceive it. I love what you guys are doing with this. Thank you. <laughs> so what about you, Aster? What about your art? How did you get into this and starting to sell it? It's hard for artists to start 
putting it out there because yes, Tim said this recently, especially with music, your soul and your personal life and your personal feelings and everything are so connected to your music that it's very easy to take it personally when it gets rejected, if someone's just not into it, whatever. So when it comes to any kind of art, music, putting it out there can be difficult, especially when you've got you know, a physical piece of art, people get critical. So how, (laughs) how long have you been selling stuff? And was it hard to do that? I want to inspire people to do this and start putting themselves out there and letting people see them. Yeah. I mean, I I think, I think like, regardless of where you are, you know, finally taking that step to actually like put it out there and offer it to other people is always going to be overwhelming. I w- I've been taking commissions, I would say for about three years now, I definitely started doing mainly custom work. I'm not entirely sure why. Um, <laughs> just kind of to to feel like, you know, if, if I'm doing something that other people want, you know, maybe they might be a little bit more receptive. And I definitely found some success there. But spiritually speaking, I would say I've been... I mean, I've been drawing all my life, pretty much. It's I've always had like either a pencil or a crayon in my hand. You know, I nice. can't really seem to let go of it. But spiritually speaking, I think I've mainly been inspired pretty frequently by folk tales that then went on into general mythologies. And the imagery there is so so rich, and we can see that really in a legacy of famous painters recreating scenes from mythology over and over and those are absolutely beautiful but I kind of want to take that to another level so to speak you know I I do iconography I still do custom work like I mentioned before but I also want to use art for other spiritual means you know you were talking with Corey about channeling things I use art as kind of a divination practice as well. Yeah, like I was saying, that's that's really where my my magical background is in doing readings, doing divination. I like to use watercolor as a scrying surface, um, really interpret the images I see in there. That's a service I offer to wow, people. Oh, nice. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Prismatic scrying cool. is... is so fun for me. I've never heard of anyone doing that. That's an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah. I actually, uh, I just wrote an essay about that. That's on the shiningliar.com. So, you know, people can be aware of how to do it. That's one of the things we want to do with the Shining Liar is enable people to incorporate art and music and poetry into their own spiritual practices. But we also, you know, offer those for people who would rather experience it. So yeah, yeah. That's one of the things that we include there. You know, what What better way to purchase something? You can go on Amazon and get something, but why not buy something that's, you know, crafted by someone that's doing the magic? You get jewelry that's crafted by someone that practices the magic. Buy some art, buy some music, support the artist. Oh my gosh, this is so great. People can, a lot of people are trying to reduce stuff too. People are trying to do Mm -hmm. the minimalist. So another thing I've been trying to tell people is like, for gift giving, you can put, hey, let's trade donations. You can support another artist. You can support a good cause as a get ask for it for a gift. So I want to put that out there so people can still support, even if it's like, man, I don't really need this. I don't really have a use for it, but I like what they're doing. Support, you know, five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks. It's awesome. It helps keep people like this going and giving them positivity to stay out there. I think it's amazing. I've been having the hardest time getting artists on the podcast, to be honest with you. Really? I have a few lined up for uh beginning of January. We're going to put a focus on this. And it's been 
interesting because like you said, art is really connected to your spiritual side and people don't realize it. So a lot of people can't do anything. Oh, I can't do this. I can't do that. You can always find something artistic or creative to do in some way. It doesn't have to be paint. It can be clay. It could be woodworking. It can be absolutely anything. 100%. I mean, like the we thing are- about the thing about art and magic for me, you know, it, you know, whether it's writing, whether it's, you know, visual art, it induces that flow state that is so crucial to magic, whether you're, you know, trying to induce meditation, whether you're trying to induce a certain track in your brain, you know, it, it, it rewires you. And I think that's something that people definitely overlook. Another thing it does for me is I'll have just craft days. It, it relieves stress, but also I sit there and figure stuff out. So if I've done some magic, it gives me answers that I'm looking for to move forward with situations too. So you can sort a lot of stuff out. You can tap into your inner psyche. You can tap into emotions that you need to heal from and all sorts of stuff by just sitting and being creative. And it doesn't have to be a great work of art. It is just so good for the soul. Oh my gosh. Um, and, and I want to jump in real quick because I agree wholeheartedly with that. But I think another important thing to add, you know, we, we're um, we're appealing um, to to divinity or to the gods, however we want to to label it. We're uh, the other side, as you said earlier. Um, I think they adore being celebrated through creativity. Like, oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. to. to Express to, express gratitude with music and singing. That's all you got to do. Oh my god! And and then they'll help you. Like you know, yeah. like if you want to appeal to Helios, like do something that like channels the sun or or celebrate the sun, and the sun will come and and, and give you thanks. Like it's 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 almost that easy in some ways for people. Um, I've said that before. It's almost too easy. People need it to be too complicated because they can't right. believe it's that easy to connect. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and um, that's not to say that uh, the older texts don't have uh, merit. Um, I, I think, you know, there are some really, really brilliant uh, magicians and artists of antiquity that have, have channeled these, uh, these spirits and have gotten their aid to create something that's designed to get their aid. But well, I, uh, I was going to say what popped into my head is Allison and I have a mutual friend, Taylor Elwood, and he does art with his magic where he creates his own sigils and portals and all sorts of stuff with his art. And it's really cool. His is real simple, but it's got a depth to it and he loves it. It makes him happy. And that's another thing is just find something that works and it doesn't, it's another form of communication, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, like I, like I, I, I do think that the future of um, the occult and esotericism in general is going to be a meeting between tradition and innovation. Uh, there are many who have done things before us. Like we can stand on the shoulders of giants, of course, and we should. But also, we should uh, try to to reach out to this other side in our own ways, in our own creative ways. Um, and then potentially be uh, shoulders that, uh, uh, you know, like like giant shoulders that those of the future can stand upon, you know. Right. Um, so you guys introduced me to two words that I didn't know until we started our Zoom. Uh, let me see if I'm going to say this right. Finomancy and yeah. photomancy. 
Phonomancy, yes. Okay, um, so what are these two concepts? What are you going to teach everybody? Yeah, so I, I just wanted to um, real quickly uh, kind of define the two main things we do at The Shining Liar. I, I came up with some neologisms, I guess, you know. Uh, we have uh, phonomancy and phonomancy. Uh, you know, mancy, like that, we, we all know that means, you know, magic in general. Mm -hmm. So, so phonomancy, it, it comes from from a, um, a, a root fino, which means uh, to shine or to show or to shed light on. The, uh, the Orphic deity Phanes, the, the Orphic uh, light, you know, is, is based on a similar root. So Phinomancy really deals with the practice of, of showing, of really just showing. And, you know, there's a little bit of a double entendre there regarding the act of, of showing light and how that relates to, to visual art, mm -hmm. because the visual art is of course on the light spectrum, but also of, of showing and, and that, and how that ties into uh, divination. Uh, a phonomancy is uh, like, like the phone means sound really at all. Okay. So it's just uh, the magic through sounds, which can be uh, music. It can also be uh, like spoken like spoken word, you know, really it, my interpretation of, of the ancient Greek uh, phone is unintentionally uh, uttered sound, which kind of separates it from, you know, animals, animals make noise, or you might hear a noise somewhere else. This is sound that is imbued with intention or meaning. Uh, from the very beginning of this podcast, one of the first things I told my listeners is everybody has a very powerful, powerful magic tool at their disposal, and that is your voice. And it is probably one of the most powerful tools, and people don't realize that just their voice alone is magical. So, yeah, that reinforces that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can, if I can give it to, to Aster to, to oh, share <laughs> some of the, uh, the the final mancy we have from the Shining Liar here. Absolutely. Yeah. So I mean, like Corey was saying, phonomancy is, you know, in in a lot of regards, kind of the magic of visual arts. So basically, having to do with you know painting, um, the divination I mentioned before, uh, what we call prismatic scrying, where I use the watercolor blends as a scrying surface, kind of interpret the images there. That's also involved. So really, with prismatic scrying, it's cool because not only do you get a long form reading and the write up, but you also get a piece of art to, you know, that is so and, cool. Yeah. Memorialize the event. You know, it's, it's good for, you know, major life changes and shifts and things like that. Really, really cool stuff. You had mentioned before, you know, the, the different art prints that are available. There's deity iconography. There's more abstract pieces that the main collection I have right now is, is meant to assist with color magic kind of my personal bread and butter as an artist, as I'm sure you nice. can kind of predict there. Um, but the color magic pieces are more specifically based on prismatic scrying sessions I've done personally to understand the colors better. So, you know, more, um, more associations that might be overlooked in, in modern day witchcraft advice and things like that. So of course they're great for other magical artists or, you know, people who might just want to work with color magic in general. But I would say overall, you know, Phinomancy kind of encompasses all of that. Wow. That yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love hearing this. I love hearing new stuff. And I think the listeners are going to really enjoy seeing this 
And I really hope that it sends a bunch of people over to all of your websites because it's yes. so cool. that'd be awesome. <laughs> I, you know, how much, okay. So do you mind me asking on the podcast since I've never, I mean, you hear people rune readings, card readings, this mm-hmm. and that you're doing this art scrying process. What do you charge for this? Oh man. So it, it varies depending on the size of the actual document that gets sent. Um, shipping is included. Um, also a high quality scan. So it would be anywhere from about $45 to a small, like five by seven piece more to about $175 for a larger, like eight or 10 by 14 piece. Wow. So that's actually very reasonable for everything that you're providing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I would hope so. It's, it's, you know, if, a more involved question requires a larger piece. Of course, that would make sense. But there's a lot of flexibility in the pricing for sure. Well, and then you've got time and effort and prep involved. So absolutely. Yeah, that absolutely. is fantastic. Now, I would imagine if if somebody goes to you for one of these scrying sessions with this fantastic artwork souvenir at the end, do you ever post those or do you consider that private so it never gets posted or... Uh, do you have examples anywhere that people could see? Yeah, there's uh, there's examples on the shiningliar.com. Um, there's both our, there's examples on the, you know, product page, uh, but overall it's a consultative process. So, you know, if a client came to me, they would, you know, tell me what kind of question they wanted, um, any colors they would want included if, you know, they have specific associations with colors that, you know, maybe I wouldn't consider. But overall, it can kind of be done for, you know, any general queries. But one of the things I would uh, I would ask is if they were comfortable with me posting the finished product or if they would want it kept private. So, yeah, that's that's definitely something that is considered. And it just really depends on the on the client themselves. I love this. This is so awesome because we've got three different people that are really intertwined here and we've got three different things we're presenting. And I keep trying to tell people it's not just you know, cookie cutter on magic. You got to find your own niche. You got to find your Mm -hmm. own way. You got to find what works for you. And you can take some of this really old magic that's traditional and make it your own in the, in current day. And I think that's what we're all doing. You know, I'm a chaos magician. So I kind of take, yeah, I take like the base of magic. I learn something and then I make it work with my head. So I mean, I think we all need to just find that niche and not worry about the stereo instructions in a book. You know, sometimes definitely <laughs> read something in a book, but your heart's kind of saying something different that doesn't jive. Go with your heart. You know, that that book may be giving you ideas. And then when it comes to expression, this stuff is amazing. You guys have some great material to present. What all are you going to tell us about, Corey? You got some stuff you wanted to put in people's ears yeah so um so as as a phonomancer as i've as i've established it here um i i really have uh two things that i'm looking to to help people out with right now one of them i call them the horoscopic hymns where i take someone's birth chart um and i've been developing a, a pretty a pretty robust musical grimoire if you could or, or, or if you would there I, I have a, a large amount of musical ideas that I use to channel through someone's horoscope to, to kind of celebrate them as an individual. Wow. Um, I, I have a few of those up on, 
on the SoundCloud um, that we have. I, be- I believe that's soundcloud.com slash. I believe it's soundcloud.com slash the shining liar. Shining liar. Okay, there so, we go. We'll, we'll we check go. it all out. Make sure all your links are yeah. correct. <laughs> Perfect. Um, so, so that's one of the things that I like to provide. I mean, just, I, I love, I love capturing an essence with music. And I think that being able to to have a theme song for yourself or someone you love is, is kind of neat. That's uh, amazing. Personally, but not only that, but I also have a thing that I've been doing, um, which I've, I'm calling tentatively uh, ritual resonances where I um I take magical practices or or, or just uh, specific rituals and I put them to music. Um, wow! I, I did that. Um, I, I think to great effect with uh, what I collaborated with uh, Allison on with the uh, the spell to Helios, which I you know I recited um, in in English and in ancient Greek. That is, is so cool. Which is a little fun there. But but really, I'm very excited. To, like, if, if anyone has any ritual that they want to perform, I will investigate the ritual in its original languages. I will I will take time with it, and I will make music that that helps that helps that flow out. Um, that, that, that is so that, cool. That and then is, the person could just play it while they're doing their ritual or their meditation for that purpose or whatever. Exactly, exactly. Or even even when they just want to tap into that vibe of magic too. You can always tap into something by listening to a, a piece like that. I think you can bring in those energies again just by listening. Yeah. Now what kind of what kind of instruments do you play and what is it like an ambience type music? Is it more of a dark? Is it <laughs> faster? What what oh style boy. do you play in? Um, or is it so- a little of everything? I'm I'm a classically trained composer, but um, before I went to school for music, I I played bass and sang in bands that I put together. Like uh, I, uh, the the progressive rock thing, the the early '70s was a huge thing for me. Okay. I just I, like like um, Yes and Genesis; those those things were huge influences for me. But really, it's it's the explorative aspects of it. But really, I'm. I don't know how to say it's it's a little it's a little more active than passive, I guess. If you can if you can say that some music is more like for active listening and some music is more for passive. And I, I do do my best to um, to create uh, passive versions of the active music I write um, at the recent Astromagia conference. I presented my music for uh, the sun and the moon, and there are 10 minute pieces uh, for the sun and the moon there, but there are also oh, wow. four minute pieces um, for each of them that are meant to be a little more background. Nice. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's hard to say. Uh, imagine an experimental classical composer with modern sensibilities. I'm ju- I'm just trying to, to, to guide people through things. And, and with the, the planetary pieces, one of the things I did, you know, like um, you might be familiar with the, uh, the planetary vowels, mm. you know, like how certain vowels are associated um, with certain planets, like ah for the moon and E for the sun. Um, but I, I did my best to, to work things in like that. So, because really when we're doing a spell, when we're doing a ritual, when we're performing a thing, we are trying to connect with whatever the spirit or divinity is through correspondence. 
So I, I've done my research. Not only have right. I done research, but I have um, established some new things that I asked them for permission to establish. That's awesome. I could see how you're really putting some magic into a audio experience. So I really want to encourage you to get with me and let's put together a playlist for the listeners so that they can hear some of your music here in the future and feature you a little bit more. And then, Allison, what do you want to talk about as far as do you have anything else you want to present? I mean, as as far as my uh, my business, I usually talk about uh, results and reviews. Uh, I've got a couple hundred five star reviews now, some of which are. Oh, wow. um, I also want to um, get you talking a little bit more about you had mentioned like you've got some of the magic and stuff that makes it accessible for people. So you strike me as someone that can really encourage people to not just sit, just try. And even if they don't have the confidence, you're still trying to bridge that gap for them. You know what I mean? So, so the booklet, the booklet that Corey and I just worked on uh, is a very accessible spell that doesn't require any components. And it's, it's just spoken, takes less than 20 minutes to do. So uh, that's, that's one of the ways I'm trying to make uh, magic accessible for people to do. Um, however, additionally, I sell things that are already magical. I know there's a lot of people out there that sell magical oils or tools or candles or things like that, where if you know magic, you can get these supplies that can help you uh, better your magic. Well, my products are suitable for people that don't do any magic as well as people that do magic. So Right. You're doing some combinations, don't you have some like bracelets or something that have more than one pinnacle on them? Are you combining them for certain purposes or what do you do with that? Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I love it. I just love what you've done with that. I think it's beautiful work. Yeah. So part of it is that um, you know, traditionally pentacles are worn. Now, I know a lot of people will hear pentacle and they'll think of the uh, five pointed star. Mm-hmm. But uh, this this word actually comes from uh, the French, uh, like penned and coal, you know, something that's hung around the neck. So traditionally, uh, these these were worn around the neck. But at this point, I've got dozens and dozens of types of them personally, like way more than I, I sell. And I only have one neck. So I've, <laughs> you know, I've, uh, I've been trying to make uh, what I call practical accessories, which would enable people to have this magic on them in different ways. So for example, um, I've got earrings, which I'm wearing now, and they're actually so comfortable. I, I sleep in them. You know, I just wear them all the time. Nice. Uh, I have bracelets with, you know, like four to five pentacles on them. So you can get all of those benefits, you know, just wearing that on your wrist. I have, you know, things like a money clip that's engraved, you know, so you can keep that in your pocket. I've got uh, things that hang on your rear view mirror for when you travel to make your, oh, your wonderful swift and painless. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm really, I'm really trying to get away from just necklaces because, you know, that's, that's somewhat limiting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I want to give people more options. I think what you're doing is amazing. Right. So. And, and part of, part of what I'm doing is um, they are, con- they are all consecrated in a ritual where I, I conjure uh, up to five spirits and ask them to lend their blessing to uh, make something magical. So I do take that step to make it magical for folks 
so that when they receive it, it's already working. And uh, it's beautiful. That's beautiful. I love it. Is everybody out there listening to this? Make sure you check the show notes and check out her website and her Facebook page. Oh, my gosh. And it's I don't know if you do your own photography, but you do amazing photography to demonstrate everything, too. I got to get up to speed on that. I am not. That's not my strong point. (laughs) During the pandemic, when I really I really didn't have the option to to have anyone else doing my photography. So I was like, well, I got plenty of time and plenty of stuff around my house (laughs) as props. You got it done, man. You got it done. And it looks wonderful. You put on a really nice presentation. So I hope everyone can go check that out. I really want to encourage everyone to check out Allison's website, the Shining Liar website. Check out these different forms of magic and artwork so that you can bring this into your life and enhance your life with other people's magic too. Make it your own. You can take everyone here, take their magic, make it your own. And that's what's so awesome about it. All right. This has been great. You guys all want to come back on the show? Yeah, Yeah. of course. course. I think everyone's going to want to have all you guys back again. And with that, the only thing left to say is keep a smile on your face. Keep a bounce in your step. Keep practicing your magic. And by all means, everybody needs to go check out some of these products. Put them on your Christmas list. See if Santa Claus is going to bring them to you in your Christmas stocking. Or maybe you want to give some of these to someone else in your life that would appreciate such wonderful, wonderful gifts. And with that, the only thing left to say is bye-bye. 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 Thanks for sticking around after the show. Oh my gosh, so many changes and so many things to tell all of you about. We are officially in rerun mode. What does that mean for you? Well, hey, if you listen on your favorite podcast app, nothing is going to change. You will always be able to go back and listen to your favorite episodes and guest spots anytime you want, just as you always have. Again, nothing will change for those of you that use your favorite podcast app. Next, the website will change a little bit. It will change to www.podpage.com slash random dash illusions, or you can listen directly off the host site, www.randomillusions.buzzsprout.com. Links are now in every episode show notes. Check it out. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash radio. Twitter.com slash GOST radio. If you love YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the Random Illusions Podcast YouTube channel, the GOST radio YouTube channel, and TikTok. Don't forget to follow us there. Links are down in the show notes. Exclusively for the listener base of Random Illusions, Tim and I are going to continue our coffee.com divinations. Just let us know if you want a rune reading by Tim or a tarot reading by Shasta and what your question is. 
Give us about two business days and we will respond with a thorough answer to your question, giving you some insight and maybe a little inspiration as well. If you would like to follow Tim and I as we jump into our new leadership roles and all of the new projects we are presenting and working on, don't forget to hit us up. Facebook, privately, Tim Cheesebrow, Shasta Michaels, Random Illusions, or just shoot us an email at magic, M-A-G-I-C-K, at randomillusions.com. And we will send you links as to where you can keep tabs on all of our future endeavors and adventures. And hey, you may want to get involved yourself. You never know. All right. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. We will be announcing when we will be back. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. <laughs>